You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 421, Introduction to Church Safety. Last week, we asked the question, does your church need a safety team? We talked about the different ways to approach it, but I want to take you a little deeper today, and I want to kind of introduce the topic. We're going to look at several aspects, several very, very important aspects of protecting your congregation, protecting the flock. Um, You know, and I really believe this is one of those topics today that's very, very important. Uh, Sadly, it's often overlooked. And um, so anyway, we're going to spend some time on it today, and probably next week we'll talk a bit about training. So, so the first question I want to ask today is, who and what are we protecting? Obviously, when we talk about the church, we're talking about protecting God's people. This is no small task. It's no small responsibility. That's why we said last week this idea that um, too many church leaders have of just you know, we're not going to do anything, but we're going to hope for the best, really is not the way to go. So who and what are we protecting? We're protecting the flock, the the, the people of God, the church, the, the, the Christians, those who assemble together um, to worship. And we're also protecting the the property, the the facilities that God has entrusted to you. Uh, obviously, life is much more important, but we're also called to be good stewards. And so protecting the the facilities is an important aspect of this as well, and we don't want to um, act like it's not. Uh, primarily, what we're going to be talking about and addressing today are your Sunday services or possibly your Wednesday services, or essentially we want to talk about when you're meeting. I'm not talking about when the building is sitting empty. Um, that's a, that's another topic for another time. But for right now, I just want to talk about this, this important topic of protecting the flock when you're meeting together. And we'll, we'll talk about Sunday morning. What, what does your Sunday morning look like, and, and how uh, can you protect your flock? right back. I'm going to jump right into um, this introduction to church safety, talking about Sunday mornings, your your midweek service, whatever that looks like, and some very, very important aspects of, of what that looks like in protecting the flock. But before we do that, I want to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Storm Clouds Rising. This was the first book in my second series uh, my first series was the Zombie Terror War series. This is the Chuck McCain series. He's my 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 uh, main 
character, my protagonist. Uh, he's become quite a friend to a lot of my readers, and and I think you'll enjoy getting to know Chuck. This is a, an espionage, war on terror, um, even a bit of a political thriller all rolled into one. It's exciting, it's fast-paced, and um, I've had quite a few readers tell me that this is like reading or hearing something on the news because the the events that, that we talk about, the story, really could be something that you've, you've heard on the news. It's just, uh, I try, you know, I really, when I write, I'm shooting for realism, and, and so I've just been very pleased to hear that the um, it struck a chord with so many readers. Click on the link. You can go to Amazon, read the first chapter or two for free, get a feel for it. It's pretty exciting. I think you'll hit that buy button and either grab a Kindle version or a paperback, and I know you will enjoy it. Well, okay, we're back. We're talking about um, giving you an introduction to church safety. We're talking about how do you protect the church when you're meeting together. So the first thing we want to talk about is your auditorium your sanctuary, where the people are assembled. How do you protect those people in that environment? And what are you protecting them from? Well, first of all, let's never overlook the fact that there are always there's always the potential for a natural disaster. Um, we had some nasty, nasty thunderstorms come through a few weeks ago um, in the middle of our church service. And, and, and we've got a really nice building, but it was so loud. It was, it was kind of echoing inside. It was just amazing. And so that's something to be aware of, a natural disaster. Do you have a plan in place for a tornado? Uh, if you live on the coast for a hurricane, do you have a, a plan in, in place for a fire? Do you have an evacuation plan? But then the things we think of are, obviously, an active shooter. That's a worst-case scenario. How would you deal with an active shooter? Someone coming in, actively wanting to murder people in your church. Do you have a plan? Have you thought about it? Um, give you another example of something that you need to think about. How do you deal with disruptive people in your services. Uh, maybe, you know, you're, you're, uh, if you're more of a traditional church, your deacons or your service team are, are the ones who are expected to deal with a disruptive person, but do they have the training to deal with a disruptive person? What if it's someone who's having mental or emotional issues? Maybe someone who's possibly on drugs, um, you know, we, we get people like that in our church periodically. It's not something that happens all the time, but it has happened. People become disruptive. Is your service team, um, your deacons, are they equipped to deal with it? Um, this is why uh, one of the really important reasons you need a safety team and something, this is something they need to be trained in. Um, years ago, we had uh, an emotionally disturbed person who, in the middle of the service, in the middle of the sermon, uh, got up from their seat, walked down the aisle, right up in front of where the, the pastor was preaching. And thankfully, they weren't disruptive, and it was dealt with quickly and easily, and the person was guided back to their family. But this was a, an adult, someone in their 20s, who was dealing with uh, mental and emotional issues. And um, thankfully, it didn't turn out to be a problem, but you just never know. Um, what about the disruptive person who has a political agenda? 
Um, I watched a video recently, I believe it was of a Catholic church in, in Canada, where someone in the middle of the service became very disruptive over the, the Catholic church's stance on abortion. Um, and so the, the, there was a very, very disruptive situation. Um, a church in the U.S., I think it was last year, um, same situation. Someone was in the congregation uh, of a large church, and there was a woman, and she stood up and began to take her clothes off in the middle of the service to protest the church's stance, um, and I believe it was again on abortion. What do you do? How do you deal with that? Um, now, again, we can just do nothing and hope for the best, but if something happens, are you prepared to deal with it? So this is, this is inside the auditorium. This is inside the sanctuary when you're meeting together. Do you have a plan for these things? You may have never thought about what would we do if an active shooter came in. You may have never thought about what do we do you know, if, 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 if someone in the church, might even be a church member, is having an emotional, uh, mental uh, issue. Um, how do you deal with that? Number two, the second area that, that really we need to think about protecting, your children's area. How do you protect your children? Is there a plan in place to protect your kids? Remember, we don't want to be those people who just, you know, don't do anything and hope for the best. We want to have a plan in place. And this isn't just safety team. This is really something the entire church needs to think about, at least the the, the leadership team needs to think about how are we protecting our kids. Do you have a good, solid check-in, check-out process? Um, do you have a list of people who, who have access to be able to come and pick up the children? Or can just anybody show up and say, hey, I'm here to pick up you know these kids? And, you know, maybe you can, maybe you can't, but, but, but do you have a, a, a list? Um, it's important to have a list in place that when a child registers for the first time, who can pick them up and who can't pick them up. Um, uh, several years ago, I was talking to a pastor at, at their church. They had had a situation where the mother, who was a, a drug user and had mental and emotional issues, had dropped the kids off and then left to go shopping. So she'd come to church, dropped the kids off so they could attend, and then she had gone shopping. And the grandmother, um, who was on the list, she had permission. The grandmother picked the children up and took them home. Well, the mother came back from her shopping trip and was furious because her kids weren't there. And, you know, th there was a little bit of confusion as to who had picked them up. And, um, and then when she was told that it was her mother, she got even more angry. But what she didn't remember was she had actually asked her mother to pick her up, pick the kids up from church. So this turned into a whole um, argument and yelling and emotion and, you know, at the, at the check-in point for the kids. Do you have people who are trained to de-escalate? And also, again, back to dealing with people with emotional issues, do you have people who can help talk to these people? And this was a weird situation because she had asked mom to pick the kids up after church because mom was in the service. But the girl, because of her own issues, had forgotten about it, and it turned into a you know quite a quite a stink. Even had to get the police involved. So, so how do you deal with that? What about a domestic dispute, a custody dispute? Um, let's face it, people in churches do get divorced, and and what are what are what plans do you have in place to make sure that the right parent picks up the kids? Um, that's why this is so so important that each child, their first Sunday at your church is registered. Who can? drop them off, who can pick them up, 
um, you know, having that list in place. And, and, and how close is this area to where the, your, your safety team is at? Um, you know, different churches do it different ways. Some churches have someone who's committed to that particular area for the Sunday, where, where the safety team member is, is, is in that particular area. Um, in other churches, they might patrol there a couple of times during the service. But whatever you do, have a plan in place. And here's another question, and this seems obvious, but sadly it's not. Have your child care workers all been screened and had a criminal background check confirmed? conducted. Um, if you haven't, you're playing with fire. Um, now, that's no guarantee that you're not going to have any problems, but having having your child care workers all screened, having the, the background check conducted, and, and then also just putting common sense things in place where you've got two adults in a room at, at, at all times, if at all possible. Um, you know, simple, simple things, common sense, um, you should never have a male worker taking little girls to the bathroom, right? That just goes without saying, but, you know, I've seen crazier things happen. Um, and then your, child, your, your children's area, is it secure from the outside? In other words, are the door, do the doors lock? Is it possible for people to get in um, or is it secure? So something to think about. So, you know, we've talked about your auditorium your sanctuary, we've talked about your children's area. These are the two most important areas of your church that need to be protected. And, and this is where we need to spend the most time when we're planning, when we're thinking, how are we going to protect these areas? But another area that's important is your parking lot and your grounds. Um, your parking area. Uh, you know, some churches, depending on where you're at, um, cars getting broken into in the church parking lot um, is a possibility. You know, I'm very thankful we've only had, you know, in, in, in 20 years, I only know of three times that's happened but at, at, at our church, but um, it can happen. Um, and so it's something that needs to be taken into consideration. How secure is your parking lot? If you're a country church out in a rural area, your parking lot's probably safe. Um, if you're an inner city church or even in a suburban area, um, your parking lot is something you need to take into account when you're putting a safety team together. Um, is the safety team going to be checking the parking lot? Are they going to be making sure everything is okay? Um, and then obviously, what are your considerations for day services and night services? Um, day services are very different from night services, um, especially in the sense that uh, at night, you know, we want to put our safety team when the service is over, um, we want to have the safety team outside making sure people get to their cars safely. Um, that presence value uh, really goes a long way. It makes our people feel safe. It makes them feel um, secure. It gives them a comfortable feeling knowing that somebody's watching, making sure they're getting to their cars in the parking lot. And this, is, this goes back to the whole <clears throat> setting of, of your facility. Um, what are your lights like? Um, do you have good, solid lights that illuminate the entire parking lot? Definitely something to consider. Um, another area of consideration when we're talking about um, how, how, how safe is your area, how safe is your, your church. Um, what about special meetings, conferences, and revivals? How do you handle a much larger crowd? I mean, if you have a normal uh, Sunday meeting of 200, but now you're having a revival service and you're having three or four or 500 people, 
How are you going to deal with that extra crowd? Now you've got a lot of new people coming in. You've got a lot of strangers coming in. You've got um, excess people, uh, excess cars and parking. Um, how do you deal with that? That might be an area where you might want to hire a police officer to supplement your safety team. That's normally what we do. It's a, it's a it, spend a little money, get an extra you know body there, but get a police officer there who's going to be able to help direct traffic and also help keep things under control. Um, another thing to think about is community outreaches on your property. You know, we do a trunk or treat, tr a trunk or treat event um, every year around Halloween, and it's it's one of our largest. It is our largest community outreach um, of the year. We'll have anywhere from a thousand to two thousand people on our property who don't attend our church, and they're coming in. They're having a great time. the The kids are getting candy, lots and lots of candy. There's a costume contest. Um, you know, it's just, it's a great event for the community. And so we've been doing this for years, but this is a big, big uh, event and it requires a lot of planning and it's definitely something you have to have a plan about. Um, where are the people going to use the bathrooms? How are you going to let people have access to your building? Um, I remember we're talking about people from the community, people you don't know, strangers. Um, how are you going to keep everything safe? while you're having this amazing outreach to help your community. And it's something you have to think about. What we normally do is we'll activate our entire safety team. We'll hire a police officer or two. And we're really going to um, go, go out of our way to make sure everyone is safe, um, you know, and everyone is having a great time. But, but these events are interesting because we're not talking about church members. We're talking about the community. Um, we actually had two women almost get into a fist fight over some candy. Um, just a crazy situation. Fortunately, one of our safety team members was there. He was able to intervene and de-escalate it. But, you know, again, these, these aren't folks that go to our church. They're, you know, they, they may not know that they're supposed to act like Christians, uh, but, uh, but, but they're, they're getting in a fight over candy. And so it's something to, to, to think about. Um, another consideration, as we start to kind of wrap this up, is how big is your campus? Um, how big is your campus? Uh, I, I toured a campus a couple of years ago, not far from here, that's got 12 buildings. They've got a school, they've got a pre-K, they've got a day, you know, they, I mean, a, a daycare. Um, they've got a chapel, they've got multiple buildings with classrooms, they've got an administrative building. I mean, they've got a huge campus. If you have a huge campus, what are you doing to protect it? Cameras are a good idea, a good solid camera system. Um, you probably at that point want to hire somebody to oversee the camera system and the security, but it's definitely something to think about. So just to kind of recap today, we're introducing church safety, um, church security. How do we um, keep things safe? What are we keeping safe? We talked about your auditorium, your sanctuary, um, giving you some ideas of things that you need to protect uh, from possible situations. We talked about weather. We talked about worst case scenario, an active shooter, um, or even just dealing with disruptive people. Your children's area, how safe are your children? This is a prime, prime area. Um, you know, schools have become soft targets. Well, so have churches for people who want to um, harm children. Um, the parking lot in the grounds, what are you doing to protect 
your people's cars, to protect the property, to protect all the buildings that God's entrusted to you. And then, of course, special meetings, conferences, revivals. How do you deal with a much larger crowd? Do you have a plan? Um, that's why when we start planning a conference, we start planning about, you know, four or five months out and, and putting things together and thinking and talking and making sure the right people are involved so that we can get all the resources in place. And then community outreaches on your property. If this is something you do, you need to have a plan. You need to probably spend a little extra money and get some extra help from the local police. Um, but make sure you've got a plan in place so that everyone is safe. All right, friends, I'm going to stop there. I'd love to hear from you. What are some of your concerns for church safety and church security? Next week, we'll be talking a bit about training, looking at some, some of the very, very important aspects of training your safety team and things you need to um, be working with them and making sure that they're getting proper training on. Um, but if you have a question or a comment from today, I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com. Leave me a question or comment, and uh, that way we can keep the conversation going, and, uh, and I'll respond to your question or comment. Well, friends, thanks for being with us. Make sure you check out my resource highlight, Storm Clouds Rising, and we will see you next time on Leading and Learning.